Good evening, everyone. Welcome to today's meditation session. No matter how busy you were for the whole day, no matter what you have done for the whole day, now it's time to meditate, to calm down, to return to this moment, the here and now. First, thank you for being here tonight, sitting together across the space. to explore the mind together, also alone. We are all here, that's why we are together. But the exploration is a long journey. Everyone could only observe their own mind. So, it's been wonderful that we could sit together to do this for the inner exploration. To understand the mind, the nature of it, a little more. No matter how hot the weather is outside, you can be very cool if your mind is very quiet. Look at the world, how chaotic it is, right? Which world? The world presented by the media or the world you perceive? It's a trick question, right? Look at the influence of the mass media in which they create a world to influence you, to make you believe that this is the world. But here, the world means the inner world, the world you can perceive in your way, in a unique way that nobody else can. Look at the world means that everybody is looking at their own world, the chaotic world all kinds of chaos, confusion, sufferings, problems. To be able to recognize the chaos, all kinds of issues, all kinds of turbulence in that world, one has to be very, very honest. We have abused this word, honest or transparent. We, we devise all kinds of societies, rules to make it transparent, make it public, make people honest. But unfortunately, This is not the transparency we mean here. This is not the honesty we mean here. If, if people couldn't be honest with their own mind, the nature of it, the fact about that, uh, I'm sorry, there's no transparency. There's no honesty at all across the society. Talking about honesty is pointless unless everyone could be honest with the mind, within themselves, 
to recognize the issues in the world. I mean, still the inner world. This requires, of course, a lot of energy. Not the energy from violence, which is the energy we usually have, right? We have all kinds of ambitions, anger, hatred. Well, whatever you call it, we have a lot of energies from this kind of violence. And we call it we are energetic. To cover that, we are violent. Look at the world, right? We just use the word energy to cover up the violence behind it. But here, the energy means differently. It's not the energy found of violence, but energy when the mind is quiet, free from all kinds of attachment to thoughts. When the mind is truly free, there's a different type of energy. I mean that kind of energy. So, to be honest with ourselves, we have to be free first. Because as we said before, being honest with ourselves requires a huge amount of energy arising from freedom, from a mind which is innocent and free from all kinds of attachment to thoughts. If there's no freedom, there's not possible to be honest with yourself. Because you always com compromise and condition your life on something which block you from calling it bullshit. When we call it bullshit, it's not to somebody else because we are also part of it. And being able to recognize and calling it is the honesty we mean here about the mind, about the nature of it. So before we continue today's discussion, as usual, let's keep silent for three or four minutes, during which you could feel the breath or simply reflect how many moments you were not present. And after this silent time, let's come back to the further exploration based on today's topic.
how much of silence did, did you manage to give yourself in one day? The silence does not come from the interval between two thoughts, but from when the mind is free from all kind of attachment to thoughts. What is violence? For most people, every time we mention the word violence, we can associate it with all kinds of physical violence, killing, beating other people, hurting, whatever. It's a level that is so obvious to almost everyone, right? The physical violence, the scared people, threaten people. This physical violence never stops. Centuries, over centuries, years, over years, the violence is still there. The Second World War is only a decade away. All kinds of extreme events in other countries because the ideologies, because of those. When we don't exhibit those behaviors of killing, beating, can we say that we are not violent now? The society is free from violence now because there's no new war. There's no obvious killing. Is that really so? Or do you feel so? Probably not, right? When your mind is turbulent, how can you feel? Peaceful. When the mind is churning, churning, churning all the time, how can you find peace? When the mind is chaotic, fraught with all kinds of thoughts, desires arising from thoughts, motives, whatever you call it. Aren't this mind violent? Can you be honest with that? Isn't it? This sort of violence, the foundation of all kinds of violence on this planet. The, f the violent form is determined by the formless violence, which exists in the mind. I don't say it's your mind. It's my mind, it's the mind.
Can we be honest by recognizing this without running away from it, without resorting to any theories to interpret it? Can we just look at it as they are? The mind is violent. When the mind is trapped in all kinds of thoughts, directions to thoughts. Look at this political world, right? The peace is always a big topic. To prevent war, conflicts between countries, at least to reduce this violent form. And we call this progress. You can't deny it. It's really progress, right? At least now, in the past few decades. Less massacre, less killing. But have we reduced the violence as well? Oh, the violence has changed its form into different forms. When we just have the law to regulate, to counteract this very violent form, do we really clear the violence away or we just force the violence into different forms? I guess you know the answer, right, everyone? When we look at the mind with honesty, non-judgmentally, it won't be difficult to recognize the violence, the fundamental violence on the mind. If this violence is not changed or removed fundamentally, How, how possible to remove it only by the external force? This question deserves asking time and time again. We have a lot of uh, a political campaign in the past, which boosting nonviolence. Which is another form, seem, seem to be opposite to violence. But look at the mind. Violence and nonviolence are both violent, right? We haven't solved the issues on the mind and we try to create all kinds of order from thoughts, from all kinds of ideologies like capitalism, like human rights, like communist, whatever you call it. There's so many things. We want to try to create order. But I'm really sorry, that's a fact. Thoughts only breed violence. Where there's a thought, there is 
a disorder. I guess you can feel it so deeply, right? Stores couldn't bring any order. The order only lies beyond the thought. What's that? Because you can feel it as I speak. Please don't just listen to what I said. Please just look at the mind. Those come from neuron activities, right? It won't stay long. Due to all kinds of simulations, stimulations, environment, those are always changing because neural activities is never stable. How, how, how possible to rely on these unstable elements to create an order? Thoughts are always changing. Look at each country. Look at here, the Netherlands, for example. How different it was in the past 10 years and now. Look at the shift of the ideas. Look at the shift of all kinds of things on the mind, on the consciousness. Look at the conflicts between different generations. Where is the order? We can only see this order, not only here, in all the countries right on this planet. Thoughts divide people, divide generations, divide parties, divide communities divide each person individually. We can only see all kinds of fragments, which is the manifest manifestation of all kinds of chaos. Where there's chaos, there's fragments. Where's the order? Tell me. I can only see this in this array, in this order. Can you see it? For most people, they are in thoughts. They don't, they don't have the view about the thought itself. They don't have this whole picture of it. That's why most people just drift along with thoughts. Keeps changing. Keeps being turbulent. Keeps being violent. Subconsciously. This is the violence we can through, see through the mind. All kinds of mental activities on the mind. From that point, we understand why the world is so violent. Bob, any questions? Um, yeah, couldn't you also say that uh, everything is in... Uh, movement in flux and therefore everything is transient and also thoughts are transient and um yeah it, it it is a kind of bias maybe to call it violent or am i wrong thank you for bob sharing your view i think i totally agree with you that yeah everything's in movement it's changing. 
is in a very new, it's very dynamic in influx. Whether you new, know, it's also you new know, fall back to the limitation of the language, right? You no, know, everybody means violence differently, and uh, it really depends how you state how you understand the violence. Probably so. Sometimes we we might associate violence with something negative, but if we can remove that something called negative, because when we talk about it, that's nothing positive, nothing negative. That's just only describe what it is. But the problem is that they have no so many words who is really neutral to describe it, right? It's it's a very headache, to be honest. Sometimes I have to cherry pick my the words. I know my language is not English. It's also quite limited, sort of for that. Uh, and it's tricky. No matter which which word I pick up, there could be you know, different kind of associations. So I think here to clarify, no matter what word I use here. And what we discussed in this session is nothing about positive, nothing about negative. It's always neutral. So we describe mind. We only describe what is. And uh, I think describing what is is most powerful. As everybody look at the mind. I think you will know this subtlety. Describing what is is very different from giving a view. And in this discussion, everybody observe the mind. And language is only auxiliary to probably to validate. Your observance, but it's never dominates your observance. So if you react to verse in a improper way, it might you know, drag one into the reactions. Then the exploration stops. So that's why. So in the past sessions, we also mentioned that don't take what I said seriously. Take what you observe very seriously. When you are quiet, when you are free from all kinds of the attachment of thoughts. I hope this answer answers both questions. Uh, yes, I think so.、Uh, I think there are many words to describe、um, what is going on,、uh, especially. If you reason from a state of order and there's a thought,、um, then that order is destroyed by the thoughts, and therefore it is violence. Or you could, um, yeah, um, look、uh, upon it as that maybe. Or、um, I agree with you that、uh, words are very limited, have very limited,、uh, um, um, yeah. Uh, reach, maybe. Indeed. So look at the violence. We can also we can also discuss a little further. Why the violence on the mind lays the foundation of the violence on this planet? Because we have thoughts. Where there's a thought. There's a center, right? What is the center? The self. Where there's center, there's what? Conflict. The clashes between different thoughts for the same center. That conflict. Also, can be thoughts from different different selves. 
this conflict is the foundation of all violence on this planet. If we just expound this topic a little further, we can see in this way the conflicts between the thoughts is violent in nature. In a neutral way, of course. And this violence leads to all kinds of violence across the human beings. And people in different societies have different moral code, moral standard, then there's good or bad based on that standard. But letting go all kinds of code, look at the mind, right? This is the fundamental fact. We are all violent. Also, in a neutral way. Uh, thank you, Siko. You made it uh, very clear. Thank you, Bob, for for broaching this topic, and then we can just expand it a little further to make it more clear. Okay, I think it's time for us to have a pause by doing meditation. It's always good to have a, a long discussion, but the mind has to be quiet for further exploration. So let's follow the audio guide together, everyone, to meditate, to fully subject yourself to experience. After that, let's come back to another small discussion. Now, let's take a 10-minute meditation. Start by taking a moment to find a comfortable position to sit in a posture that you feel relaxed and get alert. Let hands rest on your knees or laps. Let the eyes close gently. Soften your forehead. Act a soft smile in the corner of your lips. Breathe naturally. As you breathe in, be aware that you are breathing in. Feel the sensation of breathing in. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. As you breathe out, be aware that you are breathing out. Feel the sensation of breathing out. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. Fix your attention on the breath. Let go of any thought, words, images. This moment, nothing is more important than breath.
while you are listening to the bell. Check where your attention is. If it wasn't on the breath, after the bell, gently invite your attention back to the breath, and sustain your attention on the breath.
slowly bring your awareness back to this room. Feel into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. When you are ready, open your eyes. I hope everybody's mind has come down a little bit in the past 10 minutes of meditation. It is always important to empathy the anxious, anxious. It's always important to empathy the consciousness at each moment because what we have discussed and uh, we are discussing and we are and what we are going to discuss is about the nature of mind it's not something built on thoughts but it's something beyond thoughts we use languages only lead the way that direction but to reach that point we have to work out those which means that for this inner exploration it is always unimaginable you couldn't imagine it what you have imagined is only a thought which is not belonging to the inner exploration. Letting go of the thoughts, there's millions of numerous possibilities you could be, you could do, you could have. But when you are thinking about all of those possibilities, everything becomes limited again because anything in the domain of thoughts is always limited limited by neurons by the neuron paths so please don't take efforts to imagine something which is unimaginable we always want to measure something which is immeasurable, immeasurable. We have to make peace with the fact that that's the limitation of thoughts. Your life can be limitless, can be boundless when you are free from all kinds of attachment to thoughts. But if your life is based on thoughts, I'm sorry, life, as you can feel, is always limited, chaotic, violent. To say this, Faithfully, honestly, not pointing to one person or another person. Just look at it. The whole process of it is meditating.
the whole process of making peace be the fact is meditation. Then that's peace, which is immeasurable. There's compassion, which is unimaginable. There's a silence, which is undescribable. Describable, yeah, anyway. <laughs> And the whole life you are living beyond thoughts is unfathomable by its reach. That's the only word we, we can describe. It's very, very rich. So that's the topic today. The violence. It's a it's a rather random topic because I only began to use this topic five minutes after the session began, and uh, and thank you for everyone's question, like Bob, to. To advance the discussion to another level, Bob. Um, I still have one more question, Siko. Please. Um, um, did I um, hear you correct uh, that you said making peace with the facts? Was that right? Um, maybe uh, yes. five minutes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, I understand completely what you mean. That's <laughs> oh, <perfect>. wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> yes, making peace with facts about life, the facts about the mind, the facts about nature. Then that's the point where we can be truly peaceful. All of the troubles from life is from thoughts, which is also the consequence of all kinds of resistance to these facts in all kinds of ways. Gross ways or subtle ways. That's why to meditate requires your mind to be subtle enough so your mind is subtle and also quiet because only a subtle mind can really make peace with all the subtle facts, very subtle facts about the life. And this whole journey is meditation. Yeah, Bob? Uh, maybe uh, still one thing you mentioned at the beginning. Um, I can remember that you said um, uh, also this meeting is in, in meditation. Um, 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 I was immediately thinking, um, could you also say maybe you need to be one receptive ear uh, who only which only listens um without reaction and without thought and uh therefore therefore um uh, yeah comprehensively uh kind of um uh understanding what you are pointing at i i, I totally i totally agree with you bob yes in being receptive does not mean that you just listen to what i said but to listen to what your heart says. Languages are very limited. And if you just simply 
listen to what I said. And then it's a it's what's the difference between a lecture and this session? It's become another game of thoughts. We always exchange thoughts. Sorry, that's not that kind of thing. So to be receptive means that to be open to the facts, not not necessarily from what I said because. What I said is only one way to describe it. You have your way to feel it, understand it, and your focus is the nature of the mind, the content, the activities, and your interest should be this in exploration, not to just simply agree or disagree with me. That's no point, agreeing or disagreeing with me. Because when you agree, actually you react to my, you react to what I said. But when you disagree, you still react to what I said. And that, in that way, the reaction to verse just blocks you from looking within. When you disagree, or when you agree with me, you, oh, you, oh, you disagree with me. That reaction to verse. Actually, still making, still makes verse languages as the authority. You follow, but you know the mind inside is beyond the verse, beyond any languages. But you can feel it. To feel it without any verse, then you get it. So this is a tricky part of this communication. We above the words. When you feel it, no matter how we com we co communicate, we communicate it. But you can't feel it, no matter how to, how we can verbally communicate. We just can't communicate. So, in one word, still your observance. Is the most important part of this journey, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, um, I had two questions. The last one I forgot. <laughs> First one uh, is um, actually I think in uh, many discussions or exchange of opinions, um, people get blocked because of uh, co contra position or uh, um, because they don't agree or they agree and then the, the, the meeting or a conversation is not very fruitful in my opinion and I think only when you can listen with your heart um, yeah you can uh, let your heart speak out later uh, so to speak and then uh, something um, yeah, valuable could come from it. Indeed. It's very easy for you know, all kinds of discussion uh, you know, get bogged down to some points where people just simply could not disagree, could not agree on that. All because, you know, this kind of a, the conflict between self, the self-defense due to the, the, the verbal exchange so it's a tricky part as you as both said that yes only if everybody could look at the mind then there's a possibility that we can go beyond agree or disagree to find a solution this solution has nothing to do with agree or disagree it must be based on the nature of the mind. And only when the, the policy, if the society want to enforce, is based on the nature of mind, it can only truly lead to peace. Else, if the, you know, the, the policy is too based on the populist, for example, based on this kind of a uh, impulse of these people 
uh, into the uh, on, in the current situation. It only you know, incite more violence. It seems to solve one problem, but it always triggers more problems. I think for the current pop, uh, the politicians, no matter in which country, it's a, it's a really a, mm, a pathetic sight that not so many people are able to look within to understand the nature of mind. But we're still holding the hope that more and more people, probably from the next generation, could you know, uproot, not in a way, you know, uh, in a, another campaign, not necessarily, but from within. Because you know, uh, in, in the Asian Chinese philosophy, uh, Zhuangzi, you know, in that, in the Wu Wei means that non-doing, non-doing is based on the nature of mind. And then there's there's possibility that the people in the society is simple, happy, and of course peaceful. So I think it is very important you know, to, to let those people who are now the leaders of this world, and, and, and at least and, and politically and economically, to see the nature of mind. That very observance could change the world dramatically. And hopefully, so we we can also reach more people on that in that domain to 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 at least to awaken uh, partially those people to understand this part a little bit. Uh, thank you, Siko, for this uh, very good uh, session. Uh, you improvised completely, as you mentioned. Uh, I think it was a very good uh, talk. Oh, thank you for, for the nice comment from Bob. We can say, yeah, it's kind of an improvisation, but it's also not. The improvisation only comes from the expressions the verbs, the senses we speak. But look at our life. We, we, we are always improvising at each minute, right? And we meet new people. We also say something on, uh, we also say something surprisingly. So it's also kind of an improvisation. But what is not improvisation is the nature of the mind. It's your understanding of it. It's unchanged. Only every time you, you talk about it, there's different expression of it pop up. So that's the spirit behind it. So let's all hope all people go beyond the verse. We can understand the nature of it, the verse, nature of the mind. and be present so you can improvise at each minute. Life is a process of improvisation, is it? Your thoughts only ruin the improvisation, does it? Great. Um, so, the whole session has been recorded into the audio form. Just use the recorder in front of me. So this part will be put on the podcast shortly. So and if you want to uh, listen to this topic, you can just um, you know, um, look for this podcast, Mindiverse Awakening Talk. And uh, that's the content, that's, that's all for today's topic.
And uh, again, thank you for everyone whereby and YouTube to join this exploration. And, and I hope everybody could understand a little more from this exploration together. And uh, uh, recently, the days has been very hot, and uh, it's, it can be another challenge, but it also can be a good practice. Oh, meditation, right? Mindfulness, whatever you call it. So be peaceful. Let the mind quieten, and let the mind be cool, no matter how hot outside. Enjoy the good weekend, good good week ahead. Also the good weekend, and uh, I hope we can see each other in the future sessions. Have a happy peaceful week, uh, Siko as well. Um, uh, thank you. Okay, that's it. Bye bye, everyone.